everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So Sober Sisters Talk is a podcast that MG and I do every week. We try to do it every week. And we try to bring to you our experiences working several programs and just share with you what we have come across in our lives. And I like to say, I don't know how to keep anybody else sober, but I know what works for me. And that's what we want to encourage people to do in this podcast is to figure out what works for them. And that's where MG and I are a little bit different because I like to tell people what to do and think that I can keep them sober. (laughs) (laughs) But we just invite you to listen. It's fun and it's also really educational. We cry, we laugh, we do a little bit of everything. We have guests, we work the steps. It's great. So stay tuned to the next podcast coming right up. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Thank you. Stay tuned. Also, if you already haven't registered, the Houston Intergroup is hosting their fall workshop on October 3rd at 1 p.m. I will be the co-chair and Elizabeth will be the Ask It Basket panelist. So if you want to sign up, go to www.slaa-houston.org forward slash events and sign up for the fall workshop. It's free and it lasts three hours and it's gonna be a lot of great recovery. Hope to see you there. Hi everybody, this is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell and together we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome, we're so glad you're here. Glad you listened to us. This is your first time. Um, We're gonna talk about step 10 today. Let's do it. So it's the 2nd of October, and um, in Houston, uh, which is where MG and I live, the weather has changed. It's like it gets to this sort of like boiling point, you know, August (laughs) is awful. And then September, it just sort of like mellows slightly. It does not give you a break, it just mellows slightly. And then usually sometime in September, we have like this first cold front and you wake up in the morning, you go outside and you're like, it happened. I say that in Houston, we get 14 beautiful days, seven in October and seven in April. And we're in our seven beautiful days right now. We are. It's so gorgeous. I think we get a little bit more than that. I really think that there's just four months that are unbearable and it's really not unbearable there's so much air conditioning around here you just learn to live with it but um so it is beautiful but it is also october 2nd and um mg and i do like to try to do this step according to the month at least once during the month when we're recording we know you guys listen to them whenever you know some of you get them right away and um as soon as we post them but others you know, you can listen to them whenever. And I was talking to MG before we started recording about um, resistance and then how that shows up. Um, it doesn't show up in step, step 10. I learn how to handle my own resistance in step 10. So the step reads, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
so I have a story about this. Can I say, share it really quick? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny. We, we did this, we did step 10 on uh, October 12th of 2018 and that's the last time we covered it so oh, did we really? yeah but you know i'm sure we'll i have don't more. think i told this story then okay good so this was um years ago and i um i had won a trip at work um to new york it was um first class tickets first class airfare Ooh. um I think four nights at the Marriott Marquis and Broadway tickets to a show. And I took my daughter and then I paid for my, um, a friend of mine to go as well. And this was someone that had done a lot for me and I was very grateful to her. So we go and it's just, it's in, we go in April. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, I had a bunch of things on my list I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to see Central Park. I wanted to go to Harlem. I wanted to see the Statue of Liberty. I wanted to ride on the ferry. And so it's the day, and I wanted to see where the world, the towers were. And so it was the day we were doing that, which is you go to Battery Park, and then you take the ferry across to Staten Island. And when you do that, you can see the Statue of Liberty. And my friend is a little bit older than me. She's like about... She's probably old enough to be my mother, around 19, 18 years older than me. And um, she had broken her toe right before we went. And I was taking a picture of her and my daughter up against the trees in Battery Park. Everything was just in bloom and it was beautiful. And she was kind of hanging on my daughter who was probably like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. And, I was like, oh my God, you are such a geek. Like, quit hanging on Samantha, like, and just stand still so I can take your picture. So we go and we get on the um, ferry, and I could feel the energy from my friend was bad. Have I told you this story? And um, we, we go to Staten Island, and we come back, and I could feel like this, like, and and I'm sitting next to her, and she looks at me, and she I goes, "Are you okay?" She goes, "I don't like it when you call me names." And I was like, "Oh, what did I do?" I'm like playing rewinding, rewinding, rewinding. And I was like, "Oh, I called you a geek in the park." I'm so sorry. That's really like a term of endearment to me. I didn't, you know, I I apologize. Did nothing. Pouting, pissed off, mad the rest of the time so, and that night we get back and we're sp- we're going to hair to see hairspray you know the three of us on broadway together and she's still doing it she's pissed and pouting and then that night we go we go i mean afterwards we had to go get something to eat and she's still pissed and pouting and it's like fuck so that night you know i got my journal out and i'm sought through or uh, continue to take personal inventory and I knew, I knew that I needed to make an amends to her, like an official amends. But I was so resistant. I was so, I felt so wronged that I could not, I couldn't clear it up and see my part, you know? All I could see was how wronged I was and how. And it Here was, you are, giving her this fabulous trip, and she's copping a little pissy attitude because you said something like off the cuff. Mm. I get it. 
I get it. But that's our ego, Elizabeth, that comes in. Oh, totally, totally. So the next day, uh, we talked about she cried in the um, at lunch, and it still was like I was just I was just mad. I was like, you know, you you're just being so fucking ridiculous. I'm not, you know. But you you clearly hit like a super tender point with her. Oh yeah, and I told her when we were at lunch and she was like, you're so capable and I'm not. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not responsible for your self-esteem. And that's not fair for you to put, I mean, I had grounds, yes. But the thing was, is that I hurt her. And um, it took a long time for me to actually make an official amends to her, probably more than a year. And um, I, but I, I learned so much from that. I learned how to, um, how to, you know, put that part aside, you know, the part where the other, their part, her part, and where I felt wronged and, and, and I just, you know, I wished I could have done it that night. I knew, I knew it. I knew when we were journaling and when we, when I did make the amends, we talked about that night. And, um, because we were either, we either had two queen beds or one, we were, I think there were two queen beds and Samantha slept on a um, sofa bed in the other room because it was a sweet, it was a great room. And this whole thing was fucking awesome. I mean, we had a really good room. We had, it was right on, right on uh, Times Square. And was I that mean, part of it, Elizabeth, that she kind of ruined your fantastic trip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she spoiled hairspray and the dinner after. And it was all just like, Really? Like, you're just going to keep doing this? You're just going to keep pouting? What the fuck? We're in New York in April. So, that's my story. But I really can recognize when I'm in that space, you know? And I, I, I'm grateful for the gift of having the 10th step. And, um, you know, being able to go back and clean stuff like that up. I wish I had the maturity that night to fix it. I just didn't. I think that you did realize you were wrong pretty immediately, that you'd said something that hurt her. You got real clear about that first. So uh, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. So I think that you did that, right? So the other stuff, which is her continued hurt and, like, being on a trip, I think that's all, uh, I'm going to say, step 10 adjacent. Because I think you did. It was like did. an extension. She needed a lot more from me, and I wasn't willing to give it, you know. Right. And, I mean, it, it's not like a normal situation where you go back to your house and you're living your life. I mean, you were right there in it. And so I think that this is a great story because this talks about, like, the flavors of what happens when you do a step 10. And, you know, last, I remember two years ago when we were talking, you know, I talked about when we're wrong, promptly admitted it. I don't have to admit that to another person. We just have to admit it to ourselves. Now, it's nice if we can say that to another person and clean it up. But for me, it was me flirting with a guy and saying, you know, giving him a lie, you know. 
So I don't need to talk about that to someone. But you know, when we're wrong, promptly admitted it to the person that we've done it to, I think is important. Now, you know, I've, I've been thinking about like, you know, I had to let a sponsee go. Oh, probably like it was before I was here in this apartment. So it was probably like a year and a half, two years ago. And, uh, and, and her feelings were hurt. And I feel like, you know, did I do it right? Was I wrong in some kind of way? And I'm, I, I might've been wrong and I'll, I want to talk to you about it offline, but you know, to do a reflection, because I feel if someone has a, has a response, negative or positive or has a response if someone has a response to something we do then it's up to me to like do an analysis to see have I been you know have I wronged them have I done something wrong because I think our whole lives I haven't had that awareness or that structure or that tip or technique or technology to um understand that it was wrong number one and then number two when we know that it's wrong to do the cleanup around it because then that's you know um, making amends well and I think that's the beauty of the steps is that it does enable us to like you know take a resentment and pull it apart you know completely and go yeah that part was that person's and that part is that person's but they're right in the middle Right there in the core, mm-hmm. that's you. <laughs> that's you, sister, and that's the part that you can change. And that is that. That is the whole thing. When I relive that experience in New York, um, that I get to see is that I knew, and I withheld it. What would you have done today? I would have said, you know what? Um, I know I hurt your feelings, and. I, I, on the I ferry, wanna, oh, like right then. I want to talk about it, and I want to make it right. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck all this shit. Like, you know, I, I don't care about New York or anything. I care about you. What's going on? Yeah. But I do. I did. <laughs> Which is why we have a podcast, Elizabeth. Oh, it's, it's challenging. It is. It's hard. But um, I, I, you know... It's a lesson, and I love that part, um, and when we were wrong, promptly, you know, I did not promptly. Now, when I have the opportunity, I have another story, and I may have told this one in the other one. So I remember I was at work, and um, I did the payroll for a few departments at work, and um, I had just finished payroll. I'm all done. I've got everything, all the paperwork and everything all stacked together and clipped in there. And I'm missing one department. And yeah. she brings it over to me and gives it to me. It's the business editor. And and I looked at her and I oh my God, your department is always late. And I saw the effect that my words had on her. I you know, and I saw it too when it, when I was in New York and it was exactly the same. I saw it like, you know, I took the air out of her sails. And she turned into a little girl and I had, and she turned around and left. And I sat there and sat there and sat there. I picked up the phone and I called her when I knew she was back. And I said, I want to apologize. I don't like the way that I handled it. And I'm, I want to apologize. And she was like, 
Thank you. I really appreciate that. That was all. That well, was all. P.S. Uh, listeners, I run payroll for the company that I work for. And let me tell you, it's a fucking nightmare, especially when people don't turn in their timesheets and then you have to calculate and it happens overtime. every week. Every week. It can be very frustrating. And so the way that I deal with these frustrating things is that it's just work. Go ahead. Give me more. I don't even, like, get upset about hardly anything these days at work. It's like, you know... Who am I to be, like, you know, the arbitrator of, like, you know, rule following? I'm not the rule police, you know? So, and and today, I really wanted to work on some personal business because usually I can, like, get my stuff done and just sit and answer phones and I can work on personal projects. And I have a lot of stuff stuff going on because we're having a workshop tomorrow. Uh, I'll put that in the, you know, notes. But, uh, so I really wanted to work on that, and it was like, the work just kept coming today, and I was like, well, this is what I'm getting paid for, so just do your work, you know, and I was like, well, I know you get all mad, like, you're in the way of my personal business. <laughs> I, I, I had, you know, I, I laughed at myself, it was like, you know, I want to do my personal stuff, you know, and once again, that's just the ego and our selfish teenager that wants everything our way. And, uh, and so, you know, like we've done shows on progress, not perfection and, uh, live and learn. And this is one of those things. And I love how the 10th step is there because like our dear friend Karen R says, you know, I'm not a slow learner. I'm a fast forgetter. And so from step four to step 10, there could be some time and we forget about things It's like, oh Yeah. A few months. Right. And so, and that's like part of like the reading in the book where you like, before you go to bed at night, where you review your day and you look at Well, that's what it does say in the big book. It says, and here we are at step 10. And it says, you review your day and you ask yourself, did I, do I owe an apology? Did I tell a lie? Was I fearful? You know, was I dishonest? Was I self-seeking? And, you know, I mean, I, it, it's a tool. And it's not something that I'm ever going to do perfectly, you know. I did feel like a little girl in that situation. And I know that she did too. But, I, you know, I know from experience now that um, cleaning that stuff up, um, it really doesn't matter what it does to the other person. It helps me. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I can go and say, oh, my God, I made a huge mistake. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I'll work really hard never to have that happen again. And I don't even have to wait for their response. I mean, I've delivered the message. I've done what I've needed to do. And if they want to, you know, continue to have a, huff or uh, uh, some kind of response to that I get to let them have that too and you know I'm sad that you weren't in a well enough space that you couldn't just continue to enjoy her day your trip with miss you know down in the dumps over there and uh, because uh, what I know is that if I am loving and kind and solicitous then I can go on and let everybody else be who they are, be having the responses that they have and not be caught up in it. I mean, because that's my recovery around my codependency. 
that has been so strong. So, you know, and it's so true. And then I don't know if you ever experienced this, but what happens with me is I have unusually sharp insight. And I knew, I knew, I mean, even if I said, you know what, I'm sorry. I, I, I did not mean to hurt your feelings. That's an endearment. I apologize. And even though I had said that, I knew that she wanted more, that she needed more. And I just was not willing to give it. You, your heart was a little hardened against her, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was the resistance. Resistance. I have this yeah. going on in another area right now, and I can see it and feel it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, it's, it's kid-like, you know? It's like... Digging your little, heels in. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, th- th- this is life on life's terms. This is, these are the things we get to navigate. So I'll tell something that happened uh, a couple of days ago. So I'm leaving work in my car and I'm going down this street that there's construction on because the great news about the pandemic in Houston is that all of a sudden there's a lot of street repairs going on. So I'm happy for the street repairs and they're doing some sewage draining stuff. Anyway, there's a sign that says left lane closed, but still these cars were getting in the left hand lane. Okay, it's sort of like that 59 exchange where you're going yeah, 59 yeah. to 610. Everybody yeah. waits to the last minute, right? Listeners here in Houston, this is just an ongoing thing for Houston traffic. So I saw this car coming, these cars coming up, and then they want to get over. And I like got right up on the bumper of the person in front of me, and I was shaking my head, no, no. And I was waving my finger, no, you're not coming. And they almost hit me. I mean, in the back. like an inch. They were up on me, and I was not going to be intimidated, right? Because I've been listening to a lot of those uh, podcasts by uh, Christine. Kristen, I can't remember her name, is called Beyond Bitchy, uh, Mastering Boundaries. And so what I was setting was a really clear, strong boundary. And so, you know, was it, was it bitchy? Perhaps it could have been interpreted as that. Okay, I have to own. Was I wrong? No. Was I gentle and allowing? Certainly not. Because that is just a huge pet peeve. And as the person was turning, like they turned, I kept going straight and they turned, you know, they honked. They honked at me. And I just, I I forget that you can shoot birds at people. And I'm glad that I forgot that because I would have shot a bird if I would have remembered that I could shoot a bird at somebody, which is basically like, you know, but I, I forgot that, so I didn't shoot a bird. So I'm proud of myself for forgetting that. Me too. So, you know, but it's like, those are those are situations that come up where we do dig our heels in. Is it right or wrong? I mean, you know, I don't know. I think for me, what happens there in that situation, and when I look back, and even on the situation in New York, and even the situation at work, it's when I said that to her, that's not the me that I want to be. 
It is not the highest version of me. And it's not the me that I'm proud of. And even doing stuff like what you described, and I do that stuff too. It's not the me that I, I want other people to see. It's not, it's not the best part of me. But I also don't want to be a doormat or a pushover. And people well, no, think that they can... It's frustrating. I know. And they're not acting right. And sometimes I am the act right police and say no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I wanted to point out, because you've said this twice... And I do think that this is such a, it's like we can go one, two, three, four, all of the steps. And this one characteristic, this one act will always be a solution. And it is gratitude. You know, whenever we're in a space, you know, if I could have just like really switched my energy that night in New York to, I'm just so grateful you came with me. And that you are my friend and that you are able to forgive, you know, that we're both in program and that you understand I'm in that, this space, you know, and if I could have done that, like, you know, I don't know, all the times when I just owe that amends, if I could just get into gratitude, my daughter and I, we were talking, um, she was complaining and she's like, I don't know why this makes me so mad. And she had this issue that she was dealing with. And I said, I've been thinking about it, and I think the best thing for you to do is to get in gratitude. She's some issue with her job, and I was like, you know, just be grateful that you have a job and that you have benefits and that you, you know, that you're not out looking right now like some people are, you know, and that you have a place to go every day, and it might help take the sting out of this frustration, you know, and it does for me. Like what you were saying about, you know, like they're asking me to do stuff and I'm trying to do personal stuff. It's like, well, you know, I'm grateful that I have this, this place, you yeah. know? Yeah. I love that. When we flip it to gratitude, that shifts the energy completely. Every time, every time yeah. it will help with fear. It will help, help with dishonesty. It will help with, you know, any of the, the, character defects that you have it will help and thinking about thinking back to the traffic situation I mean what is going to benefit me not letting that car in I mean am I a surgeon late for a surgery I mean you know like what is it why am I so important in my life that I can't give a little bit of grace to that little asshole and you know on the other hand they could have a gun and they could shoot my ass well, that is, you know, I have thought about that because Samantha did that one time um, with a friend on the freeway and the guys, there was two guys in the car that they did it to and they followed them for miles and find, and she had to like, you know, she said she was really afraid. She had no idea what they were going to do. And finally she, you know, got off the freeway and they stayed off and she got back on, but Right. And so, you know, we come across bullies in our life and people who do push beyond what's appropriate. So, you know, they need to get into a 12-step program and, like, do some of their own, like, 10-step, you know, but inventory. But like, you know, that, that it is. It. I, don't, I don't need to be the act right police, you know. I don't need to police someone else and come up with the you know, you're not behaving right. Right. And, and I'm going to tell you about it. You know, it's right. No, that's not going to work. It's not the me that I want to be. And it's not the me that I'm proud of, you know. Right. Just letting somebody go in traffic is, you know, uh, 
a less egregious boundary than, you know, uh, something in a personal relationship where, you know, someone is physically abusing me or something like that, which is something that I would want to be really strong and forceful about. So I'm going to admit it to our listeners. I was wrong. I was wrong not to let the asshole in front of me. I'm just going to, I didn't promptly admit it. I admitted it. It's progress. We're not perfect. It is. It's progress, not perfection. But I do love that, you know, one of the solutions beyond, you know, and I will be honest as well is that I needed help with this stuff. You know, I needed a sponsor. I need somebody to talk about it with. I needed somebody to process it with. And, you know, my sponsor would always, it didn't matter, like, what was going on or what what the situation was. She'd get a little piece of paper out and write down, all right, you have a resentment at, what's the cause? You know, what does it affect and what's your part? You know, and it was like, God damn it. I knew she was going to do that every time. But that's the part that I can fix and change. And then it doesn't really matter. It makes me feel better. That's right. That's right. So once again, this is a plug for the podcast, Beyond Bitchy, Mastering Boundaries. She says something so brilliant in one of her most recent podcasts. We can never get anyone to change their behavior. Ever. All we can do is make a request. And all that's going to do with you anyway, if you do try, is it makes you a manipulative bitch. And I think that we can all in our program raise our hands and say, oh, yes, that's me. Oh, yeah. So you, I'm going to figure mean, out some kind step. of way. You yeah. Go back to my my first four step in, in um, SLAA. Yeah. Manipulation. Dishonesty, fearful, manipulation. That's me. Right. So that's why I'm scheme. I will try and scheme. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. 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 I'm going to do this thing and that thing and I'm going to go talk to her and then that's going to happen. Yeah. Oh God. So messy. I am so grateful for a step 10 for the opportunity to do a regular step 10 to be able to see myself clearly and um, to know when I do need to make an amends and to be able to walk through that. It's a beautiful thing. It keeps us on track for sure. Amen, sister. Thank thank you. you. Thank you, listeners. And listen, just a plug for our workshop tomorrow. I'm going to try to get this out tonight so that if you listen, you will be able to go to the workshop tomorrow. It's our Houston Fall Intergroup Virtual Workshop. I'm co-chair. Elizabeth is going to be doing what's called the Ask It Basket. She's a panelist. And she's going to be fielding questions from our uh, participants But you also get a host of, if you are new in sobriety or you do not have a support system, you need to come to this because you get to spend, you know, three or four hours in recovery and every, there's like different breakout sessions and different people to connect with and it's all virtual. You don't even have to get dressed, you know? So we do have some requirements to be dressed appropriately, at least, you know, that's visible. So, you know... You do have to get dressed, but you, you don't do. have to go anywhere. Right. You right. don't have to brush your teeth. Nothing. So uh, we're excited about it tomorrow. So if you're interested in getting more information, email me at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. And we're still planning in the new year to uh, expand and go out in the world. And so this is part of us, you know, participating in our own local 
workshops. So if you can come to your workshop and we can do a, a breakout session or we can be your keynote speakers or we can talk about um, technology, you know, how a podcast, um, you know, how that works with sobriety because, you know, social media is out there and it, you know, you've got to figure out how to deal with your social media in sobriety. Right. So thank you guys so much. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. So if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. Or you can check out our other episodes at www.SoberSistersTalk.com. And we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and there we have them all lined up. You can see them. You can get a little description. You can share it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Bye.